Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Today, Jonathan Kahn returns with part two of his look at the mystery of the return of the gods. Thank you for being here today. Watchmen on the Wall is presented each day on almost 700 radio signals, as well as online at our website and as a podcast. We're excited to announce that now you can also access our program at the websites oneplace.com and sermonaudio.com. Expanding our reach on these brand new platforms is only possible because of you. Your prayers and financial support keep us going and allow us to introduce the truth of the gospel to new people every day. Do you know that right now, when you support Southwest Radio Ministries, your gift will be matched? You will double your impact and ensure that Watchmen on the Wall and all of our ministries will be able to bring clarity to the chaos for many years to come. 1-800-652-1144. That's the number to call and show your support for SWRC. You can also be part of the dollar for dollar match by giving on our website, supportswrc.com. Thank you for your support of Watchmen on the Wall and Southwest Radio Ministries. Here's our host, Dr. Larry Spargimino, and his guest, best-selling author and teacher, Jonathan Kahn. Friends, I don't think we've ever had the same guest on our show for four consecutive programs without any other segment in each of those programs. Well, our guest, Jonathan Kahn, he's the exception. And I think you know why, if you've heard the previous program, because he's amazing. He really is. He is the author of an informative insightful, life-changing book, The Return of the Gods. And like I said, I've read parts of it, and just to hear him as he explains it, and I think as you get the material, you will get a deeper and deeper insight. You'll be able to talk to your friends. You'll be able to pray for your kids, for your wife, for your husband, for young people, for teenagers. You'll know so much more and understand so much more. So thank you, Jonathan, for being with us for another show. I'm all excited about this. This is show number three, and wow, we're just warming up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't think we'd have a challenge to even fit things in, but we do. That's a good thing. <laughs> well, Jonathan, give us a recap of the mystery of the gods yeah. or where we left off. Just kind of bring us up to snuff. For those who haven't heard, or just to refresh, this is an ancient mystery that is affecting everything behind everything. The thing is that what we call gods are actually, there is something behind them. The Bible says they're actually spirits called the Shedim. So the thing is that we live in a culture, Western culture, that has been exercised of the gods and the spirits by the gospel. But there's a warning that Jesus gives. We think it's just talking about a person, but it's a civilization. If this culture has ever turns back, turns away from God, turns away from the very things that are protecting it right now, that by which the gods were cast out, turns away from prayer, turns away from all these things, then the ancient spirits are going to return, the same ones. They're going to return, the ancient gods are going to return to America, to the West, and they're going to seek to repossess it. And they're going to initiate a process called paganization or repaganization. We are witnessing everything. This is behind everything that you're dealing with, with the culture, everything that you're dealing with around you. This is the return of the gods. I knew this was going to be explosive, but it's also going to put everything in place and empower you. 
after reading your book and listening to these programs that we're doing, you'll be able to look at the news, the nightly news, with greater depth of understanding because you will see all of this unfolding every day in the newspapers and magazines and the music that's coming out and what the kids are looking at and all of the transgender craziness. This is all what we're talking about. This is what Jonathan Kahn is talking about. So, Jonathan, there was another side to the goddess, a mystery that has transformed our culture. What exactly is that? There's something strange about the goddess. There's something strange about, we spoke about one who was known as Ishtar in the Bible, as a Torah, and others. Right. Something very strange. And that is when I looked at the inscriptions, I'm looking at the text of these ancient inscriptions, and she says in this, I am a woman, I am a man. It says that in one of the hymns, it says, you, the goddess, have the power to turn men into women and women into men. You want to understand what's happening now? This is the spirit that she blurred the distinctions between male and female. She was female, and yet she had masculine nature, a quality, and she had the power in her mythology to do this. So this spirit is that which is going to Bend gender, blur gender, replace gender, the distinction between man and woman, woman and man, boy and girl, girl and boy, male and female. And so this is gigantic. What would happen if she returned? Now, the other thing, Larry, is that when you look at the return of the gods, first they come in kind of slowly, you know, because you can't just come in and reveal yourself. So it's step by step by step by step. So when America's turning away from God, step by step, you know, when we took God out of the school, we never would have imagined what would come into the school, which is now the deeper work of the goddess. It takes a little time to start seeing it, because first you've got to do the first things, turn away from God, turn away from marriage, then you're going to start seeing this. And so if she returned to the culture, what would we expect to see? We'd expect to see a war on gender. We'd expect to see the blurring of gender, man, woman, woman, man. That is exactly what we have seen and are seeing right now. Well, what about the goddess transforming men? Is she doing that now, and how do we see it? Yeah, well, she's doing both, <laughs> you know, women and men. Yes. These are signs of possession. You're going to see things, and we're all going to see things, that, like, we're saying, why, how could people even say this or think this? It's so irrational. It makes no yes. sense. Well, that is a sign that is something more than natural. It is supernatural, and it is possession. So she is going to transform both. So she's going to transform women first and then men. What she's going to do to women, and she'll do the opposite to men, is she's going to defeminize women. She's going to seek to masculinize women. And how does she do it? She's going to war against roles for functions, taking on the functions of women, motherhood. She's going to war against motherhood. She never was much of a mother. <laughs> this one. You know, she was never a real wife. She was never faithful. So she's going to war against marriage. She's going to war against motherhood. She's going to war against the family. She's going to tell women, you have to rebel against womanhood, you know, and you have to become masculine. You have to take on the roles of men. And so we've been watching this. One of the forms of this is radical feminism. Yeah. Same time, in the 1960s, this is the spirit of the goddess. You see, angry women. Well, this goddess was angry, an angry woman. She raged against male leadership. So we're going to see that as well. It says in the ancient hymns, it says she gives weapons to women. So she's going to also militarize women, something we never saw. In, first of all, in our culture, we're going to see women fighting and punching and getting punched. We never saw that before. And we're going to see women, you know, we're going to see, you know, the, the, the woman superhero that is basically masculine. We're also seeing 
against even women being militarized in the army. That's all uh, part of the government. But as you said, she's also going to be affecting men in the same way, or the opposite way. The goddess had a mysterious priesthood. What does it have to do with what is now taking place in our culture? What she's going to do to men is going to affect the priesthood as well. In the same way as she masculinizes women, and we're seeing this all in the culture, she's also going to seek to feminize men. She's going to seek to emasculate men. And so we're seeing that too. You see the attack on men, the attack on male leadership. When a man acts masculine, they'll say it's toxic masculinity. Yes. When a woman acts masculine, they'll applaud it. What craziness? What is that? This is a spirit. So it says she gives weapons to men, which has been a typical the protectors and providers, and she's going to start stripping away that function from men. Even from boys, she's going to get them addicted to video games. She's going to channel the sexuality into pornography, and she's going to attack men and attack boys. Men are to be weak and women are to be strong. That's according to the goddess. So we're seeing that. But then, in her own priesthood, she had a priesthood that was actually a strange priesthood. And in her temples were men who actually dressed as women. They're her priest dressed as women. They were called the Kalu, they were called the Asinu. They dressed as women, they acted like women, they spoke as women. And so we're going to see, she takes over the culture, we're going to see the same thing, androgyny is coming back. Mm. She's the androgynous spirit, the androgynous goddess. And we're going to see that male and female are going to be merged together. There's going to be a movement to have, for instance, boys dress as girls and girls dress as boys. We're going to see her priesthood. Basically, today, they would be called cross-dressers or drag queens. That's the way we call them now. If she comes back, we're going to see a revival of drag queens, men dressing as women. This is something that used to be part of ancient culture, pagan culture. Well, when you see this returning, this is the return of the goddess. It's a sign for you. And so we have children being told this. And then we bring children to the library to be read by men dressed up as women. This is craziness. It's madness. But it's the goddess. This is explaining all of it. The big craze in many towns, even small American towns that you would think would be pretty straight-laced, we see drag queens at the local public library. Little kids are there, and there are some pictures I've seen, you've probably seen too. The drag queens are sitting on the stage with their legs kind of open. They take a kid, put the kid on their lap. It's all very revolting, you know. And there have been some people, some parents who have been speaking against this, and people, parents who support us, get angry, you're a mean old man, you know, that kind of thing. It's like these people have been bewitched by demons. And guess what? Yeah. They really have. That's exactly what your book is all about. But Jonathan, one of the biggest issues in our culture is that of gender and transgenderism. You reveal that behind even that lies an ancient mystery. Tell us about that, and that is fascinating. The priests of the god is not only dressed the other sex, the ancient inscriptions speak about, first of all, same-sex relations. Of course, we've seen the explosion in that. That's all part of the goddess. But also, it says she turns men into women. She turns women into men. So, therefore, this is not just, you know, that they act like it. She turns. And then literally, Larry, a portion of her priesthood was actually surgically transitioned surgically transitioned, and that affected their hormones, all that. Well, that's what she did back then. And so now, so we have now the movement, so it's the next part of the movement, the movement of transsexuality, or they'll call it transgenderism, or transitioning. 
this is the goddess. This is what she did. And she did it back then. She did it to her priesthood. Well, now, it, you know, remember the parable? It said when the spirits come back, they're coming back worse. It's going to be like right. eight times worse. Well, now she's not seeking just to transition her priesthood. She's seeking to transition an entire generation. Right. She's confusing children and then transitioning them. And when you look at this, Larry, when you say, how could any adult do this to a child? How could any adult, what possesses them? Well, we know what possesses them. When I look at some of this stuff, I say, hey, that's child abuse. In fact, if a parent disciplines their child and there is a place for disciplining your child, a lot of times the social worker will show up and take the child away from the parent. You're a mean old Christian. And yet I think the worst child abuse that we're seeing now is these puberty blockers things that girls wear real tight to kind of flat their breasts or whatever. That's crazy. I mean, why aren't we complaining about that? Fortunately, some are, but we need to be speaking out. In fact, I remember when President Biden, when he was running, one of the ladies who had a, an eight-year-old boy, it was a big interview, she said, do you believe in transgender rights? Oh, I sure do. That's a madly created category. Transgender rights, give me a break. That's never happened before. You plant a seed in a teenager's mind or sometimes the mind of an eight-year-old or a five-year-old, and you say, oh, well, what do you say? Oh, I think I need to be a girl. Oh, honey, we'll help you. Now, here's a five-year-old making a major decision about their sexuality. What's wrong with parents? They're out of their minds. Child abuse. What else? It makes no sense, but this is why it is. We have much more from Jonathan Kahn on the way in just a few moments. I don't want anyone listening right now to miss out on Jonathan Kahn's latest release, The Return of the Gods. Right now, we have both The Return of the Gods book and eight DVD series ready to ship to you. Simply call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or you can visit swrc.com. So many people have been blessed by both the book and the DVD series. What lies ahead and what you need to know is found in The Return of the Gods by Jonathan Kahn. Order the book and eight DVD set today. Simply call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. And make plans to see Jonathan Kahn live in person at our upcoming Columbus, Ohio Prophecy Conference, October 26th through the 28th. Jonathan Kahn will be headlining three days of the nation's top Bible prophecy teachers, bringing Christ-centered clarity to all of the chaos that is in our world today. Over a dozen speakers, including Jonathan Kahn, Bill Federer, Mac Dominic, Donald Perkins, and many, many more. Registration is open and seats are filling up fast. Call 1-800-652-1144 and reserve your spot today to see and hear Jonathan Kahn live at the Columbus, Ohio Prophecy Conference, October 26th through the 28th. The complete schedule of speakers, topics, and times are available at the events section of our website, swrc.com. Dr. Spargimino is back now with Jonathan Kahn, who's ready to reveal an ancient mystery that exploded on the streets of New York City and transformed American and world culture forever.
Well, The Return of the Gods, your excellent book, reveals an ancient mystery that exploded on the streets of New York City and transformed American and world culture. Boy, that's interesting. Tell us about that. Yeah, all this, this whole thing about gender, of same sex, of all the whole thing, pride, rainbow, all that, that began with one event in New York City. Interesting, New York City is also where you have the bail, <laughs> the, the manifestation, yeah. you have this. And it happened with a riot that was called the Stonewall Riot, and yes. centered on this bar. And the thing is that, the amazing thing, is that night when it all began, it was filled, infused, saturated, permeated with the signs of the goddess. It was like a manifestation of the goddess in New York City. It's really mind-blowing. Well, if we could touch on some of those things that happened. Tell us that about the mystery of the gate, and we want to talk about the Eshdam and Harim too, and all of those. The goddess is always drawn to the gate. In her mythology, she's the goddess of the gates, and she forces the gate open. Well, first, what is the gate of America, the gate of Western civilization right now? It's New York City. So the whole thing is, that's transformed the world has begun in New York City, the gate. The other thing is the goddess was the goddess of something called the Eshtam. The Eshtam in the ancient writings of Mesopotamia are called her home, even her temple. What was the Eshtam? The Eshtam was actually a bar, a tavern, an alehouse. Well, the entire Stonewall riots all begins at this bar called Stonewall. That is the place of the goddess's possession. So this whole thing began with that. And then there's something called the harem too. The place of the goddess was not just a bar, but a bar linked to prostitution. Remember, she's the goddess of prostitution. Stonewall was a bar linked to prostitution. And she, the goddess is also linked to, of course, we know gender bending, gender crossing. Right. Well, that was the bar linked to all that. Every single thing linked to the goddess was there that night. Well, what about the uh, House of Harimtu? How does that tie in? Yeah, well, Harimtu is actually a name for the goddess, which is a prostitute. You know, the ones who led this uprising were actually male prostitutes. This was part of her temple, and they actually led the uprising, the entire thing. Everything about this was like dripping with the presence of the goddess. I've often heard school teachers who are woke and on the left, they, you know, they talk about kids today being the most sexually liberated. And they're praising that. They're so happy about that. But they're not. When you get dragged into perversion, that's not liberation. That's bondage. And I think we're seeing more and more bondage. You were talking about pornography before. We see it's so widespread. It's so accessible on cell phones and so on and so forth. So this is literally a demonic evil force that's coming across the land, even the world, like a black fog and forcing so many people into a lifestyle that's not one of liberty, not one of freedom, not one of joy and happiness, but one of bondage and misery. And people are trying to force this kind of a thing on people. I think in certain states and certain places, if you're gay and you realize it's wrong and you go to a preacher like me or to you and, and you say, well, can you help me get out of this? And they actually are asking you. You're not forcing it upon them. They want it. They want to be liberated. If you give them good biblical counsel, you can be arrested. Jonathan, that's horrible. It's crazy. And yet, yet, it is exactly what is in the mystery of the gods. And that is that when they start gaining power, every knee shall bow. Right. You have to partake in it. And that's one of the reasons why I believe it's so important for people to get it, because we are all dealing with this, and the culture is trying to say, bow your knee. That's why the book, and with the duties to arm God's people.
I think that's really important because I think some people don't realize how far we've gone in the wrong direction. And I think one of the strongest agents of change in America has been the public school system. You know, I've pastored small churches in the country and so on and so forth, and there are school teachers in the church who are Christian, but, you know, they tell me it's an impossible battle because the textbooks that are being used are not written for some little town like Godibo, Oklahoma. They're written for the big cities. They've got all kinds of crazy things, all kinds of anti-Christian things in them, all kinds of things that lead people into a lifestyle of perversion. So it's everywhere, even in little towns. But Jonathan, what about the mystery behind the name that has defined the movement? around the world, right. millions, it's all based on what happened at Stonewall. Well, now, interesting, because when I looked at the inscriptions of the goddess, she actually rages and makes her platform on the city wall, the wall, first of all. Secondly, in one of the things where she gets angry, and this is the riots for her anger of the goddess, it's actually as if she possessed those people on the streets, and they went into a frenzy. And it said to her, you are the stone that breaks the stone wall. That's from her mythology, the stone wall. And literally, her spirit was trying to have the people pound that wall to get inside that place called Stonewall. The word Stonewall comes from her tablets. What you just said, you're really saying that the mythology associated with these gods are actually revealing what's going on right now. And knowing them, we can know where this is going. That's fantastic. So this ancient mythology has the secrets. Yes. Even the timing of everything, when it happened, where it happened, how it happened. I'll give you another example. One of the things is when the spirit goes to war, the lion appears, or specifically the lion's head is part of the goddess's appearance. The lion's head. On that night, there is the appearance of a lion's head. Mm. I mean, that's crazy. But that's part of the mythology. It's amazing. Well, what about the avatar? The whole movement was triggered by a woman who actually set the crowd basically aflame. And the woman actually, just like the goddess of the woman, the woman actually has the characteristics of Ishtar, the goddess. She actually resembles it. She actually has all these features have to do with Ishtar. And not only that, but Ishtar was called Storm because she was ferocious. So it's called, you are the storm, with loud storm, thundering storm. You know, all this praise to her called Storm. The woman's name was Storm. Amazing. The woman who was like the avatar channeling the goddess that set this whole movement on fire. Well, what about the dance of the goddess? Well, there's a thing in the ancient inscriptions. There's something called the dance of the goddess where the goddess dances in warfare. And it actually is a dance of destruction. In the middle of this riot, talk about possession of the spirit, there are people in the riot start dancing. They start performing a dance. And they start chanting words of a song that links back to the tablets of ancient Mesopotamia that has to do with the goddess. So as they're dancing, the whole crowd goes into a frenzy. And then, you know, one of the things that the goddess was also the goddess of fire. They actually tried to set the bar Stonewall on fire with policemen inside it. I mean, it was just craziness, but it's amazing. Well, what about the mystery of the moon, the sun, and the spell? Even the timing of when this happened is all determined by the ancient mystery. It's amazing. Everything you see, the rainbow, the pride things, all the marches, all that began there, and it began at a set time. There's one month in the year 
that is the month of the goddess's special possession. It's actually named after her lover, one of her lovers. And, and it's the month of Tammuz. The Stonewall Riot happens specifically in the month of Tammuz, the month of the goddess. The time at the end of that month is a time when it gets specifically intense. Her power is to get intense. It's under the full moon of Tammuz that everything goes to its completion. Well, the whole weekend of Stonewall happened under the full moon of Tammuz. Happened by the time and the day is linked to the the summer solstice, which is a pagan time of intense activity linked to the goddess. It happened then as well. And the whole thing was sealed. Stonewall was sealed on the 10th of Tammuz. The 10th of Tammuz, I found in the ancient Babylonian writings, is appointed for the day you cast a spell to cause a man to love a man. Mm. Wow, this is getting deeper and deeper and deeper. So, the next question, why does everyone listening need to get a copy of your book, The Return of the Gods? Larry and I can only give a taste of this here. There is so much. This is pulling away the veil behind everything that's happening. I mean, as you can see, it's explaining everything. You need to know it. The people in your life need to know it. It's also to arm you. It's to give you the power and the weapon to deal with these things, because I don't care who you are, you're being affected by this, and you're being affected by them and the gods. And so this is to reveal it, expose it, give you power, arm it in your life, and equip you as well. It's like the antidote, as well as where is it all going? What do you need to know to prevail in the days to come? That's the reason you want to get the book, even for people in your life. I know I'm thinking of Hosea 4, I think, where it says, my people perish for a lack of what? Knowledge. And yes, and what you're providing is knowledge, how to combat this thing. And and the first step is to recognize it. And I think so many parents today, they've been so brainwashed by our culture. They don't really go to a good Bible-believing church. They don't read the scripture. They don't have a pastor who faithfully preaches the word of God. They're just being carried away by this kind of thing. Yeah. And then also tell us about the special exclusive DVD album, The Return of the Gods Uncensored. That's always a big hit with our listeners. Yeah, this is exclusive. You cannot get this on Amazon. You can't get it in a bookstore. This is only, I made it to a number of friends I have in the ministry, and that's exclusive to you. This is the eight DVD album, the uncensored version, things that could not even be in the book, the mystery of the shepherd, the mystery of the Galu. Video footage where you're going to see some of the things I said, the unveiling of the Arch of Baal, which is nowhere. You're going to see the gods. You're going to see the priesthood. On the eight DVDs, you're going to get what is nowhere else on earth. So you definitely want to get it. And it's also an antidote for you to strengthen you and everybody around you. Well, friends, Jonathan will be back with us for one more show. He will open the ancient mystery behind what is overtaking our culture and lives, the mystery of the rainbow, the dominion of the gods, the war of the gods, the future, and what you need to know to overcome. Jonathan Kahn's latest release, The Return of the Gods, is here. Right now, we have both The Return of the Gods book and eight DVD series ready to ship to you. Simply call 1-800-652-1144. The eight DVD set is only available in a few select locations, and Watchmen on the Wall is one of them. Order the book and eight DVD set today. Call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Make plans as well to see Jonathan Kahn live in person at our upcoming Columbus, Ohio Prophecy Conference, October 26th through the 28th. 
Register today to see Jonathan Kahn live in person. 1-800-652-1144. Part three of Jonathan Kahn's fascinating look at the return of the gods is coming up on tomorrow's Watchmen on the Wall program. Watchmen on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and has been supported for over 90 years by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com.